there was like we decreased our affection towards this dog like to no- to nothing because you have to like quit like think of it like an addiction you kind of have to like go like from the drug like all the drugs to like mm-hmm. nothing <laughs> but with other things in place to like help her so it was like training every night <laughs> she went to her aa meetings she went to her aa meetings affection with me. anonymous <laughs> affection doom 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 Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we are going to boop 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 boop. Welcome back everyone. I know it's been a little a little while since we've booped. Things have been happening. Things have been busy. Busy. You'll be all caught up by the end of this episode. <laughs> busy boops. <laughs> busy boobs. But yeah. before we start booping, we would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Holy Raw is a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all-natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They're located at 501 La Colway, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They are pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many, many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lo. Thank you, Lo, Stray Dog. Lo, Lo, Lo. <laughs> oh my goodness when when you hear this initial story Heidi story as per usual you'll understand why we were on a bit of a hiatus <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah. boy yes so when when I when we uh, left on our last episode, I think I was starting to talk about one of my dogs that I have. So I have two Weimaranas, one which we had since he was a pup, who is my perfectly trained gentleman, I like to call him. Um, he's not he's not perfect, but he's, he's, he's damn close. close to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then um, a little over a year ago, we adopted his cousin who got returned to the breeder named Lou. So Lou, we've kind of struggled with and over the years got super attached to my husband, the separation anxiety, like, which I think was already kind of there, but we were managing it. But as she accustomed to our family, it just got like more and more worse. 
and um, she was becoming increasingly destructive, a lot more accidents in the house. It got to a point where I was like, hey, we need to address this. Um, so my first thing I needed to do was crate train. So as soon as I brought crates into the house, um, Gibbon knew what to do. He was like, oh, yes, this thing, and walked in. <laughs> had a little snooze and I was like yeah boy my boy <laughs> <laughs> oh However, and you guys remember the door incident oh yes it was the image for one of I think probably our last episode yes where yeah. it was talking about losing anxiety so like we tried keeping her in another room but she completely destroyed like one of my French doors like you can the picture sums it up like separation anxiety <laughs> <laughs> you show anybody and it's like yep yep that's the problem <laughs> so um instead of uh replacing 300 dollars doors <laughs> i decided to go with the crate option however um i can remember hearing that where lou came from she was never crate trained properly and that she was a crate escape artist mm. and man and she was, was she ever <laughs> <laughs> so we broke three crates <laughs> And I'm talking like bending the wires like right up on the front door to the cage. Like she just was like losing it. So we started our journey. I started reaching out to a close uh, dog, a friend of mine who was a dog trainer. Um, I started working every weekend with this dog trainer. There was like, we decreased our affection towards this dog, like to, no to nothing. Cause you have to like quit, like think of it like an addiction. You kind of have to like go like from the drug like all the drugs to like nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> but with other things in place to like help her so it was like training every night <laughs> she went to her aa meetings she went to her aa meetings affection with me. anonymous <laughs> affection <laughs> that's good that's good we really do need to start our own training company we have like too many good things like this not i to. know <laughs> affection anonymous that's so good oh let's develop a training program together anyways um so yes lou went to aa affection anonymous no more on the couch no more sleeping in bed with us no more affection unless it was as a reward uh leash on in the house every day every meal being hand fed to her all of the things um and then we started with the crate and we just sort of had to put her in there so she escaped like the first day and like on so we started this saga so i went for close to two months and after two months of and i'm not kidding when i say like not one night off of like not hand feeding her and doing the training work with her like every single night i could still only leave the room for about 15 minutes before she would completely lose it and it was like pacing 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 whining mm -hmm. whining pacing 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 and then throughout the day when we were going to work because part of the training is like it was like throwing her into the deep end but then doing the other work on the other side of it like when we got home and on the weekends and then eventually hoping hoping that they both come together Mm -hmm. however we never reached that moment um and she would was pooping and peeing in the crate so then after a long day's work we're coming home and cleaning up poop that she had trampled on and paced over for eight hours like all day and it was just like absolutely miserable so like I said after two months of like trying to do this and not getting anywhere I I I came to the decision that this is not the dog for us and this was not going to work out and made the very difficult decision to return her to the breeder, which was very, very, very upsetting. Um, I'm a very 
talkative person I don't know if you noticed and I talked to people about all the stuff that's going on and I had like so many people invested in Lou and asking me how it was going so that it, it felt really awful coming to that decision like it was really difficult I felt like a failure I'm like I have a dog podcast like why can't I train this thing like why isn't it working and like it's not working fast enough and it's not working for our family and like anyways she was losing weight we had her on like meds to calm her down she had seen a vet like and we just could not get her like comfortable in the crate at all so came to this decision and um talked to other people about it and when it was interesting talking to other people because there's quite a few people uh, that I know that ha- that are quite experienced with dogs. And one of them was a close friend of the family and we were having dinner together and I was sort of describing this like instance. And he told my husband and I, which made us kind of feel like better about it. And his wife was training, like took specific training for like aggressive dogs, like really difficult dogs to like work with and stuff like that and had done like super tons of training. They've had dogs their whole life. And um, they had to return a dog once. And it was a great Pyrenees that they just like, she couldn't train, they couldn't train. It was causing difficulty for with them and their neighbors. Mm-hmm. It was like a working breed dog and they just could not get it to match with their lifestyle and what they needed like out of the dog and they had to return it. And, and, and he said like, it's tough. It's a tough decision to make. And it is because we bond with these creatures, man. Yeah. Like, they're family members. So it was really really difficult so anyone out there who's had to return a dog like you know even Vero kept saying to me like how do you did everything it's not like for like oh no this dog's not for me like just like flippantly like you know returning a dog which you know it can happen sometimes too and again like teach his own I'm not judging Mm -hmm. after this experience but like I I tried man like we tried like all options so we load Lou into the car and my sister came with me for emotional support to return her to the breeders. So we drive her back to the breeders and we get out of the car and the um, breeder was there and we started having a chat about what was going on and what I was trying. He said, man, is she ever skinny? And I said, I know. I said, thank God I have Gibbon. So you, you know that I'm not, I haven't been torturing <laughs> this dog. <laughs> yeah. Cause, but that's what it felt like. It just felt like she wasn't enjoying life. We're not enjoying like the animal either. And like she, and, and she wasn't thriving. Like she was so skinny. Like Vero, you saw her, right? Did you see her? I didn't see her. Oh, anyways, any even even now, and and she's put some weight back on. Like she's still like really friggin' skinny. But I'm talking about like skinny, like almost like rescue sad video, like skinny. She was that skinny, and it's because and I was increasing the food, the daily food intake, and it wasn't making a difference because she's just in a constant like state of like fight or flight, which is like energy consuming plus the pacing 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 for like eight hours so had that conversation with the breeder really quick so we talked about a different a couple of different things she's also has like allergies and is like in a really terrible flare-up right now and he said yeah well you know the breeder feeds raw of course and he said well a couple of days of raw food should clear that up and I said it's another reason why I was comfortable returning her because I knew that that would be really good for her too and I said we simply can't afford the raw food 
and um he this breeder lives like outside of town and I said to feed like both of my dogs like raw food was going to be close to like $500 if not more and he was like what that's crazy blah 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 and then anyways this uh, I'll talk about in a minute but then my sister pipes up that a close friend of hers sells raw dog food for cheap and I was like what you never told me (laughs) anyways so we'll get to that in a moment but anyways and um so he said I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And he said, and some people like this and some people don't, but he has to make things work for, for his business and the way he runs things and cares for her dog, for his dogs. And he said, it's one of the number one reasons why we get returns um, is because they can't crate train the dog and they're having anxiety issues. And he's like, and for every dog, he said, we put a a bark collar on at like a relatively high setting and they go in the crate and he said, it will take 20 minutes and they will learn to calm down. And it's because you're giving that high intensity shock that's kind of telling them, like, quit out the barking, quit the whining. Like, y- your job is to lay down and calm down. And and he said, it. he tells me that it has worked every single time with every single dog. And that, that what, that's what he was going to do for her and then try to rehome her with a new family. So he said, I was like, okay, well, I said, I could try that. Like, I didn't even think of doing that with her. Like, I was doing the whole, like, approach with using the food and using reward and leaving the room for small periods of, at a time and rewarding, like, the calmness and stuff. But he's like, this is what he does and that it works every time. So he actually gave me the bark collar and said, go try it and let me know and you can bring her back at any time. So I was like, might as well give this a try if he was going to do it mm-hmm. anyways. For and sure. again, I might get some blowback about this or whatever. Like I know people feel strongly about that, but he said like they board a, like a lot of dogs, like for obviously as like a breeder, they board like people's dogs, like who are going away and stuff. And that he's even had clients who have said like, Oh, well the dog's crate trained, but you'll find the, the crate moves throughout the room because the dog's going nuts in the crate. And like that happened with us too. Like we'd come home and the crate would be like in the middle of the room when it was originally <laughs> like in the back corner. Cause you know, she's freaking out. And, um, he said, we, we put on the spark collar and lo and behold, like it does not move anymore because the dog learns shush la bouche <laughs> lay down yeah. and just calm down so we took we did not return Lou to the breeder we brought her back home and I had a discussion with my sister and like she called her friend who sells the uh, raw dog food and we had a conversation about that and so he does sell it for super cheap so the only thing that I'll say about like because I've gone when in our discussions about food and everything like that Wait, before I delve into food, I'll just say, so the, the current plan is to feed Lou raw so that her allergies resolve. And then once she's got a bit of weight back on, is feeling a bit better. Because the other thing could be that it could have been her gut health causing the behavioral issues mm-hmm. too. So I'm not saying that raw food is like the answer to all of my dog problems but it's another variable to try and I I want to be able to say that I've tried it all with this dog before I'm giving her back so we're feeding her raw letting the the allergies like resolve and then we're going to try the the bark collar approach and see where this takes us so um moving back to the food um we called my sister's friend and he's uh the type of guy that has like different like projects on the go like income 
projects and stuff like that. And he has two very large breed dogs and the breeder that he got them from fed raw. And he said like, it's was in the same boat as me. It was like, I can't afford this, especially with two very large breed dogs that would need like multi pounds, like a day to feed. And so he looked for a distributor that shipped to his area and he started like distributing raw dog food on his own. So it's way cheaper. I can tell you than other places that I've looked for. So super affordable. Um, but there's no packaging, there's no extras in it or anything. You're getting a, a like a big bag full of one pound bricks of meat. That's it. <laughs> there's no vacuum seal, nothing. It's like literally just, a, I got a big old, it's like almost looks like a burlap sack. It's like a, pl- but a plastic one. Yeah. Full of like meat bricks, <laughs> one pound meat bricks. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all right. Uh, it's working just fine. These dogs have like are like, <laughs> nom, 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 oh my god! So, so we're in. We're still in the phase of uh, raw feeding, and waiting for her not to look like Freddy Krueger with her allergies at the moment. <laughs> and then we're gonna go from there. So that's my story that keeps that brings you up to date on the Lubu. Lubu and is Lubu Gibbon is also eating raw. Yep. And I how could, are his poops? Uh, do you want to know what's funny? Is that like, and it, whenever you talk to people about feeding raw to their dogs, the, the next conversation is about poop. Is they crumbly? <laughs> are they crumbly? They're super crumbly. It almost yes. like, it's like he's pooping like a rabbit. Yeah. So it's like crumbly and even like it hits the grass and it like falls apart. Yes. And if you leave it there, it becomes like a really light color yes yeah yes it's because there's no crap in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's no crap yeah yeah well this is what he was saying so even this this gentleman that I bought this food from friend of my sister he has like a relatively big like yard around his house like a pretty fairly big property that he lets his large breeds run on and he said i he said we've lived here for like um, almost close to two years and he's like not once have i picked up poo because it just like bakes in the sun and it turns to dust he's like i go over with my lawn tractor and it's like yeah. gone he's like not yeah. once have i ever picked up poop yeah okay i thought like it was so weird i like i thought no, it was normal still poop. gonna okay yeah that's normal raw food poop I was wondering I'm like I wonder if she's like what the hell is going on <laughs> I am like what the hell is going on because it was and I even like when I was I was texting my husband throughout the week <laughs> and it, it just made me laugh so hard because I was like I love the texts I get from this guy sometimes so anyway so he texted me he texted me one day and he was just like Gibbons pooping like a rabbit but but it's good <laughs> oh wait here I almost found it here it's hard um, to pick up too. It's like you go to pick it up and it like crumbles in. <laughs> I was I was asking about like my kids' report cards, and he was like, "So both of them made the honor roll, by the way." Ooh. Anyways, he's like, "So he's like, this kid got this, this kid got that. Loose poops are quality. Gibbon poops like a rabbit, but solid." <laughs> that was it. That's the report I got. <laughs> honor roll, honor roll. Good poop, weird poop, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Given is probably like, how come I don't have diarrhea? Yes. It's like the opposite of diarrhea. Yeah, and do I know what's funny? And they're is smaller. That like, yes. Much smaller. So yeah. much smaller. 
Not like these big heaping like steam piles of like poop. Yeah, and they don't smell as bad. So I was like, why, like, why, I, like, I just couldn't figure it out. Like, I was like, is he pooping enough? Like, is this like totally messing with their systems? Like, I was, I was like kind of freaking out. Like, this is weird poop. <laughs> this is very He'll weird poop. will poop less, smaller poops, and they won't smell really yeah. that bad. Yeah. And they'll be crumbly. Yeah. Interesting. Did, yeah. did, did Holy Raw tell you this, like, as a heads up when you first started buying No, I them? Googled it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that because even to, like tonight, I let them out right before uh, coming up to podcast. And I was just like, oh, God, this poop is so weird. <laughs> like I went out like seriously, like I because I always stand there and watch them poop in the yard because you always want to see like how they're doing and what's going on with their systems. So I was like yeah. standing there and I'm like, OK, here comes another poop. And I was like, why? Why so little? Like, why is it like rabbit pellets? And like, why? Yeah, like this is so weird. And I'm like, I like stepped off of the deck to go and look at it. And I was like looking at it and I'm like, it almost looked like I thought there was stuff in there. Like I thought he was eating like um, a bag of peanuts or something. Oh, yeah. No. Oh my god. Yeah, sometimes it looks like there's like nuts in there. Yes. That's so crazy. Okay, I have to tell my husband we can have the poop talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. Phew. It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> so while Heidi was having all of our issues with the loo, um, I don't know, Heidi, if you did try the CBD oil. I think I you did. did. Yep. You sure did. Yeah, sure did. I sure did. I was like, is there a CBD oil for different things? Or is it just like one overall <laughs> that covers just everything? Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like there is. So I went on this website. Um, it is called the, the Best CBD Oil for Dogs and the mm-hmm. Top Brands. So don't really have to talk about the brands, but... So there is CBD oil for stress and anxiety, and it promotes a sense of tranquility by interacting with the nervous system. So key ingredients is chamomile oil in this CBD oil. You would think like there would be something else in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it says in this article, like chamomile. So chamomile, like is like if you think about it that's like a sleepy time tea for us like I know it that is. like in the yeah for it's so it's it could be a common ingredient for 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 calming people down yeah like, calm calm the hell down calm the hell down um so effective in calming stress-related behaviors such as excessive itching <laughs> barking and chewing hmm so, so there's the one for stress and anxiety. Can you guess the other one? Mm-hmm. For this one might be good for Lou. That's oh yeah. Like sleeping, sleepy for allergies. Oh, for allergies for CBD. Yeah. Oh, so okay. CBD oil for allergies. Um, beneficial. There's beneficial hemp terpenes. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that well. Yeah, terpenes. Yeah, terpenes. I've heard that before in the world of canna- cannabinoids. 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 <laughs> it enhances the product's anti-inflammatory properties oh. and decreases itchiness, redness, coughing, and sneezing. 
And it gives you a more comfortable and happy pet. Mm. And then there's one for arthritis. So CBD oil for arthritis. That's interesting. Like, especially like if over glucosamine, or I wonder if you can give both together. Oh, maybe. I'm one, like, I think, yeah, I think the CBD oil I would give when they have arthritis. Mm-hmm. I know the um, Wiggum's Breeder, they recommended to us to give the um, glucosamine, mm-hmm. like when he was really young, and to just keep giving it. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So this one contains hemp seed oil. It is high in omega-3 fatty acids, which eases inflammation in the joints. So that makes sense. I was looking for the one that uh, my friend recommended to me, but I can't find it in the chat that we have. But she had a recommended CBD oil. I think the one that I tried with Lou was like a calming treat. It was like a calming CBD treat because they're selling them in a lot of the pet stores too. Like I thought you were, I was going to have to purchase these things like from the internet or special places. Yeah. But I, but I'm pretty sure like all the stores really CBD treats now. Cause like I bought this from one of the local like conglomerates like that we usually go to and they, they had it, but like we, we tried giving her one and then tried giving her two treats and it just did not like help at all. But like we put her on medication, like gabapentin. I didn't yeah. want to go tr- like the medications that came like the first when we were working with Lou. The obviously people mentioned the CBD because they found that that's helpful for a lot of dogs. But because of her intensity, like the freak out, like and the pacing and pacing, and she was freaked out. Then people recommended like gabapentin, which we put her on, and then some people recommended trazodone. But I didn't want to be knocking a dog out every day like completely I was gonna say trazodone but -hmm. then so let's say you would start with trazodone Mm -hmm. then you would slowly decrease the dose yeah do you think would she kind of like get used to just being calm well I guess we can try that one more thing after the bark collar this is what's when you're having difficulty with a dog it's there's so many different variables to try like food yeah. treats medication like well and what makes it difficult with her is that she's also got like several like variable like issues <laughs> too she's got the separation yeah. anxiety she's got severe allergies she's got like ugh. anyways but all that to say i did try they were called like calming like cbd treats and we got up to like giving her two a day which was the recommended dose like on the bottle and it didn't even touch my girl. No way. <laughs> my crazy girl. Crazy but, but not to say that it doesn't work for others. And these came like recommended like from uh, my same dog trainer friend there who it worked really well for her. So, you know, try all the different things. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would say like gonna say if you give her trazodone for a certain amount of time and then you slowly decrease it i wonder if she'd just be like well that was like hanging out in the crate and that and that's (laughs) what i asked like the vet with the gabapentin that we had her on like i was like so does this mean i'm gonna have to have her on this like forever because like now that becomes like an added monthly expense too right Mm -hmm. and she said no no like you can decrease them off so maybe we can try some atrazodone yeah. Trazadone. I know when Ralph got fixed, that's what he was on. <laughs> he was very calm. 
Yeah. At that time in his life. (laughs) (laughs) And has not been since. (laughs) Razadon. I feel like he's a little bit calmer. Yeah. But my my boyfriend doesn't think so. No. No. (laughs) Millhouse has entered like terrible twos. Yeah. He like zooms around the house like crazy. <laughs> like he's just nuts. Like on this the couch, is- on the chair, on the coffee table. He's like parkour. <laughs> and he's like, he tucks his little bum underneath him and he's just like spinning. Oh Whee! my God. And he runs into things. The- he like slides is- and runs into things. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> This is like the one thing about having two dogs is like when their faces like don't line up with each other. It's like you always have like a crazy like dog yes. on your hand for a while. And Ralph is like, okay, <laughs> he's like chasing him, and I'm like, sure, oh my God. <laughs> Bar- barkour, yes, please, <laughs> barkour for two, barkour for two, for two, <laughs> fondue for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. So so there was different types of CBD oils. Did you look up treats too or just like the oils that were available? No, just the oils. So just there was the one... oils. One for stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then one for allergies? One for allergies. Sorry, I'm majoring in you. <laughs> <laughs> one for arthritis. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I okay. thought there was more actually. That's Interesting. Weird. I w- and the one for allergies had terpenes in it, and that just cause it helps with inflammation. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And there's different strengths for the CBD there's, oils. Yeah. And does it say on the site like like what the dosing is? Like, does it say per kilo or per? anything like that of like how much to give because like this is what's contraindicating why people are probably really reluctant to try the cbd or any of the i'm gonna say this wrong can 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 cannabidoids cannabidoids i need to like see the word say it i'm gonna call them cannabidoids cannabidoids for cannabidoid friends um it does say the dosing for like small dog medium dog or large dog but it depends on which one you're giving right it's cannabinoids 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 cannabinoids. (laughs) (laughs) anyways i think like i think we even did an episode once where we talked about like in like dogs getting poisoned by the stuff right like and i guess like if they're eating like marijuana flour and maybe it's thc over cbd for dogs like maybe thc is probably i'm guessing a no-go for the for our furry friends and i think like i remember telling a story about my aunt who went walking with a friend who goes to this dog park every day they went for the walk the dog was running around things were all great and then her she got home and her friend called her and was like oh my god i'm at the emergency vet like my dog wouldn't move all this kind of stuff so he and he had eaten a cannabidoid (laughs) of some kind (laughs) that was left like somebody dropped a joint maybe there was a bag of something like who knows maybe somebody threw like an edible of some kind like in a garbage that the dog got into 
and made them like really like violently ill and i think like i remember hearing like vets talk talking about an increase in vet visits due to marijuana consumption for dogs because it just simply ain't good for them no not now having said that like i think people are like are willing to try different things for their dogs so i mean so um this person that i know and 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 i'm not gonna say names because i know people feel strongly about it but or whatever like i guess like their dog had eaten some hash at some point and the dog was like stoned but like super chill and not like sick or violent or anything like that and so he was like huh so like uses it when he needs his calm his dog to be calm because the dog like and even someone came over and was like what's with your dog and he was like yeah he ate some hash and they're like oh my god so he's like stoned and he was the dog was kind of just like out of it and just like slept and just like and w- was totally oh fine and never got sick or anything but was like very it's like just looked drugged so he was like Oh, and like uses that to his advantage like when he wants to and it's probably not great for them probably not are you giving her a probiotic yep so we're still giving um the dogs their multivitamin so we save like our all dog safe like vegetables and stuff like that we save them in the freezer and then uh, my husband blends them using kefir milk and we puts them in ice cube trays and we give them their multivitamin every day the mozi. Yes. I'm wondering if I should give her like a spoonful of like salmon for some omegas too to help with it. That kind of helped the last time. But I don't know whether the flare up just goes down or what. So, and I... so the other thing I give to Millhouse and Ralph, and this is something you could try, mm-hmm. is phytoplankton. Mm-hmm. And it reduces inflammation aids in digestion, decrease hyperactivity and anxiety, and increase healthy energy. I don't know. Where do you get that from again? I order mine from Amazon, but Adored Beast has one. Oh, yes. And you don't need a lot. No? It's like that green stuff, like green powder. I think I remember asking you about it at your house once and talking about it. Talking about it. Talking about it. So that might be something it. to try. That might be something to try. Maybe I will check it out on either Adored Biast or Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to move on? Yeah. To the, the last topic of the day. Um, I'm so happy about this topic. Oh, I, yes. love, I love the um the the answers not the yeah, answers I, but you know yeah. what I mean yes yes guessing at the uh uh the thing okay here we go um so my husband my very kind husband knows that we podcast all the time and will send me an article every once in a while so I decided to share this one today so the title of this article, and it was an article pr- that came out of Australia, and it said, the title of it is, I'm a dog expert and there are only four breeds I recommend <laughs> to families. If you are on the hunt for a fluffy pal, this should narrow it down a bit. Yes. So it, ta- it talks about how it can be tricky choosing the right like family pet for your uh, for your family, and especially when there's children involved. 
And then they go on to say that these are the best dog breeds uh, for families. And this was recommended by um, a gentleman named Will Atherton. And his Insta handle is at I am Will Atherton. I-A-M-W-I-L-L-A-T-H-E-R-T-O-N. So he says there's four specific breeds that he's a big fan of for families with young and or older children. So Vero guessed three out of four of them which was pretty impressive. Um, So the first one, let me see, where are we here? So the breeds that are at the top of his list are Golden and Labrador Retrievers. So that's the first two. (laughs) The third one, which I was very surprised to hear about, was Staffordshire Bull Terriers. And I guess I was surprised because we from we come from Canada, where I don't think in the province of Ontario there is anymore. But I know in the province of Quebec, there is a bully ban, a bully breed ban on. Ban le, ban le. Anyway, ben so le. and then the fourth one is Newfoundland dogs. So how did you guess Newfoundland? Because I wouldn't guess that as being like a, a family breed. It's a very large dog but they're so friendly so I just watched before we started podcasting Mm -hmm. um on YouTube is this girl who she's a dog groomer and her Mm -hmm. handle is not her handle but the title of her channel is girl with the dogs Mm -hmm. and she just groomed a Newfoundland that's 160 pounds oh my dear and she was saying that Usually, like, her boyfriend or husband is there and helps with um, the video, like, the filming. But he was not there. So she's like, I'm doing this one alone today, and it's going to take me five hours. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, the only good thing is that this is a Newfoundland, and I can do whatever I want to it. I can push it, like, try to make her stand, and she Mm -hmm. will not turn around and bite my face off. (laughs) (laughs) And she was saying how they're like good family dogs because of that. So that's why I was like, Newfoundland, <laughs> which to me makes sense. Yeah. Because they're just and, like big yeah. cuddle bears. And that's sort of what this author sort of starts with is like when, when you have children, it's incredibly important to make the right decision to keep your children safe, like, and ultimately the dog. So he... I guess this guy's a canine behaviorist and that he works uh, regularly with dogs that have assaulted or attacked children in the household. And it's an absolute disaster, obviously for everyone. So by choosing the right breed in the first place, it decreases your chances of that happening. So he goes on to explain why retriever staffies and Newfoundlanders are his favorites. So he's like, all are notorious for being brilliant with children and are incredibly easy to train and fit into a family lifestyle beautifully. Which I agree with, except I didn't know that about the Staffies, like the Staffordshire yeah. Bull Terriers. And that dog can look like really intimidating to a lot of people. And it's funny because like people who used to watch our kids in our old neighborhood had a couple of these guys. And my mom was just like, you're sending your children to pet balls? Are you crazy? <laughs> like she was just like so like mortified that they had these dogs. But um, they just talked about like like when he shared this and put this article out there, like he had, I guess he has like a ton, like 857K followers chiming in with their thoughts. And they're like, yes, my golden is so gentle and calm, which of course you <laughs> can from people. Nobody's going to be like, my golden's a monster and ate my, <laughs> my child's baby. face off yesterday. Ate my baby. 
<laughs> and ate my like, baby. Goldie ate my baby. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, you know, anyways, and he said, like, and lots of people just saying, like, my golden thinks my kids are his babies. And um, yeah, exactly. And people were just saying that, like, they picked their dogs, like, because of those reasons. And they're just like all the comments from them saying, and he just said, like, you can't better breeds than that to be patient with the children. So that's that. I would love to have a newbie. I would love to have a Newfie too. And I even considered it at one point, but it's the drool for me. And because of the city that we live in, like in the, in the summer and we're having a hot one this year. Yeah. They, my sister has a friend, like a friend of a friend that has one and said that like they're the drool, like in the summer on the days where it's like 40 degrees or hotter, that it's just Niagara Falls, the drool coming out. But are they they all drooly? I feel like the ones that are bred well, yeah, like really, really well. And I think it's the same with the St. Bernard's. They mm-hmm. don't drool. So this 160-pound, 8-year-old Newfoundland on this girl's channel mm-hmm. was not drooling. No? No. Hmm. So I don't that's, know. I don't know if you're just like lucky if you get one that doesn't drool. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm wondering too because even like, uh, like when I was talking about Cane Corsos, that like they weren't particularly drooly but again I think it has to do with like how they're bred and stuff because like when I went to go visit my sister's friend with the cane corsos I was like oh my god and they came over and my shorts were like smear <laughs> <laughs> oh with a little drool and I was like okay so they do drool all right good to know good to know good to know good to know because <laughs> I think but. on the we did an episode about Drooly, large the breeds. evolution of dogs like over oh, time yes. and some of the breeds and I think one of them was St. Bernard and I'm pretty sure the article that I got this from said that they're not supposed to drool oh my god so well it makes know. sense they're it makes just, sense like, big teddy bears yes they Tokyo. I want all the big dogs mm-hmm. I just want to lay in a big pile of them all <laughs> It's a big pile of drool. <laughs> no. I just want to lay in a big pile of drool. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They can fill the pool every summer. All right, guys, just like line them up and slip and slide. Tra- <laughs> hold the treats in front of their face. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> God, slip I think and about slide. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's a slip and slide in my kitchen when my dogs are waiting to eat their raw food. <laughs> Oh my god. How did you fall, miss? On my dog's drool. I slipped. Slipping hazard. (laughs) Oh my. But no, I have two ridiculous dogs. Ralph and Millhouse. (laughs) Yes. Ralph, who's like all full of love, but a little bit too excited. Yeah. So if there were kids around, I, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he might like jump, but maybe he wouldn't. I feel like he's a bit better now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Training, training, training. Training, training, training. It doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. No. And is that a wrap for our episode? I- I think that is a wrap. That's a wrap. 
Before we end the show, make sure to check out Holy Raw Nutrition, a raw food service located in Chelsea, Quebec. We would like to thank Holy Raw Nutrition for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. Their products are sourced from ethical local farms and butchers to ensure freshness, quality, and peace of mind. They have raw blends that come in one to two pound containers ranging from chicken, beef, duck, turkey, and many more. Holy Raw also provides dehydrated treats and all natural supplements to help support your pet's overall well-being. Ralph and Millhouse are fed from food from Holy Raw, and I have only great things to say about them. So thank you for supporting us at Let's Boop Snoots. You can find them on their website at holyrawnutrition.com, Holy Raw as in H-O-L-I-R-A-W, nutrition.com. Thank you, Holy Raw. Thank you, Holy Raw. And also a big thank you to Stray Dog Brewing Company for supporting Let's Boop Snoots. They are located at 501 Lacalle Way, Unit 4 in Orleans, Ontario. Stray Dog Brewing Company is open seven days a week, Mondays through Fridays from 12 to 7 p.m. with extended hours on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays until 9. Weekend hours are 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturdays and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sundays. They're a pet-friendly brewery, so bring your snoots. They also host great events throughout the week and offer brewery tours. Make sure to try some of their in-house beers, including Oatmeal Stout, Tropical Knockout, One Hop Wonder, and many more. You can find them on their Instagram at Stray Dog Brewing Co. and their website, website, their website, <laughs> www.straydogbrewing.ca. Thank you, Stray Dog Brewing Company, for support and let's boop snoops. Thank you. Thank and you. join us next week on Let's Boop Snoops. Boop. <laughs>